they did a survey with the riders and it came back overwhelmingly positive. People are loving it. Yeah, because we'd always thought we don't do anything if it doesn't add value to the rider. So that's, that was always our, our motto. Our long-term goal was a year and a half. We thought maybe we'd be able to partner with Uber. They got hold of us within a week and you know, they, they did the survey and within two months we had signed an, our, our agreement. We've launched in more cars in Johannesburg now and we've got a rollout plan for this year to grow quite quite quickly. Mm. No, very, very nice. You know what I really appreciate about your journey is that you were part of the ecosystem already and so you looked inside and that's what I, I think I understand. You were a Uber partner. Yes, I am. And, and so you're part of the ecosystem. You found the opportunity there. You didn't look too far outside of, um, your, your own sphere of influence or where you were actually performing. And that's what I really appreciate. Too many people, and Cluby, we've seen it a lot. They try something that's too far outside of their skill set or their range of, of knowledge and understanding. This was quite close. Yeah. Is and that accurate? Yeah, that is, that is very true. And we, we got a team together that had a, a diverse set of skills as, as the founding team. So myself, I've got a mark marketing and sales background, uh, Justin's a CA by training. We had a very hot developer in charge of all the stuff on there as as part of the team and a guy who was very connected with with brands and and that as well. So, Mm. you know, between that and we always, always, I mean, some of my training, some of the big corporates I worked with previously in my life was always, you know, put the the consumer at the heart of everything you do and you will win. Mm. And that was our philosophy with this as well. Mm. So talking about the consumer, obviously you have to have like – Clean content, basically, on Hubble. I mean, because you just want to play it safe when it comes to what you're feeding people through the advertising, through the uh, music. or Just tell us a little bit about, more about that. Did Uber have something to say about where to draw the line? Um, they did, but we had already drawn the line there as well ourselves because this has to be family-friendly. Yeah. We said no to a lot of advertisers who sort oh, of you? You're on the other side of the line. It's, it's not about making a quick buck. Yeah. It's about doing this sustainably for a long time. We would never put anything on there that would offend people in the cars, be offensive to Uber, obviously a direct competitor of them we wouldn't put on there either. Yes. So it's, it's, you know, it's a joint part- partnership. It's got to work for all of us and obviously always working for the rider in the car. No, sorry, Cleve. No, you. No, you. So uh, <laughs> often what we do is we try and uh, find areas where there were mistakes that were made, but it seems mm. like you guys have done uh, a, f- a fair bit of research, maybe due diligence, all sorts of things pre-launch of a product, uh, just t- talk us through that journey. So you had this brainwave, this idea, then what? Yeah. So we then went out and looked what other people around the world are doing. We spoke. We got some mentoring from some CEOs of companies overseas. Everyone likes to talk about their business. If you approach them and you're not seen as a competitor, then they're more than happy to share their stories with you. We had to find software that would work in our South African environment with mountains and seas and those type of things all over the place. So yeah. no one, yeah, our, yeah. our internet's not the fastest in the world. No one wants to sit and watch a a video buffering before they can start watching it. So all our information had to be housed on the device. Mm. And yes, we did a long period of homework, but of course we made mistakes as well. You know, the first brackets we bought were, were no, um, no match for drunken revelers at 2 a.m. when they got into Uber and used it to <laughs> leverage themselves up. But you know, that a, is hilarious. And, and who Not would have seen that coming actually? Correct. I think, I mean, <laughs> and but obviously, the beauty as a, as a startup and nimble, you know, you go out and you fix your mistakes and you make it better and take a very strong person to try and break one of those now. So, mm. yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe you're holding it there. It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's hefty it, now. Yeah, it's not for the faint-hearted, I trust, trust you me. No, it's great. Um, so tell us more about the partnership with Uber. Anything else you want, any of the complexities or really what's made it a great partnership so for so long? Yeah, well, obviously. Collaboration? Yeah, yeah, it's about how do we make this better for both of us together. So it's 
they will now have a standardized entertainment in their cars. There won't be 17 different people doing it and making sure that, you know, together with them, with advertisers and people that have done promotions with Uber themselves, they can now do a promotion with Uber as well as have something on the screen for the customers as well. So it, it makes it a much better much more oomph to, to the promotion itself. So there are quite a few of those collaborations in the pipeline, which you'll be seeing shortly. Uh, it's almost cut and dried. It's nice and clean. There often are entrepreneurs that come into studio and it, it's a little bit more murky. This one's, this one's been worked out. Uh, who, who did that? So is it the, the CA in, in your partner or is it you that was able to, to get it as clean as it is? Well, it's the combination of the CA and my partner and the MBA and marketing and degree and myself. <laughs> but, okay. but let me tell you, we've been on that, that roller coaster ride that all CEOs go through. Some days we're on, on top of the world and the next day is like, how are we going to keep this business surviving? And then the next day, wow, this is the best thing since cream cheese. I know. And the beauty is that I've been to a lot of sales meeting and presenting to agencies and to brands and stuff like that. And I haven't heard a negative word once about it. Everyone sees what it is that we're trying to do and how we're trying to do it slightly differently to other mediums out there. And everyone says, well, why didn't I think of this? And for the drivers, is there entrepreneurship kind of journey or follow through or incentive for them? Yeah. So the drivers are incentivized to put the screens in the car. The agreement with Uber now is that it goes to individual driver partners. So it's a guy who's driving and paying off his own car okay. as opposed to the big partners who've got 50 or 20 or 100 cars and you know, it's going into some guy's bank account. This thing gives him another income stream. When he buys his next car, his credit rating is probably slightly better. We'll get a lower rate of interest on the car and it's really helping him or her. And they then able to look after the screens and we haven't had any problems with them you know whereas in Cape Town when we started we did some big partners and some of the individual guys all our hassles were with drivers of the big partners because they kept changing they they weren't you know seeing the benefit of having this in their car but the individual guys as we did once we partnered with with Uber it's been plain sailing I want us to pull back into some of the harder moments that you have experienced you, you did mention the roller coaster. There is always a roller coaster. Uh, one or two low moments that you guys have experienced. Tell us a story or two. Give us, uh, give us some insight into this journey. Yeah, I mean, we, we worked on this for a year without earning a salary, the two of us. Mm. And it's like, okay, I'm, I've run out of money now. What do I do? And you can see the finish line is, is literally right there. You've done 90% of the work. You're almost ready to launch. Obviously, you've got to go and get, get funding as well. Um, launching, you know, obviously you've got to launch at scale to be, to be seen to be, you know, as, as big as you are, as big as you want to be. And, it's great doing it with someone else because often you feel down and then the other guy has to pull you up mm. and sometimes he feels down and you need to pull him up and you've both got to have the same mindset, the same agreement of where it is that you want to get to. And if you can do that, then yeah, you can get through, you know, most things. And yeah, there were times when we said, you know, another two weeks and we need to pull the plug and mm. miraculously something happened and we were able to carry on and, and get to where we are today. And I mean, yeah, the chat with Uber is which other markets can you guys go into? So, yeah, it's a very exciting place. I've worked exciting. on a, a lot of things before, nothing with as much variety, and every day is different on this. And, you know, you're dealing with um, your finances and dealing with marketers and, you know, dealing with, with Uber themselves and dealing with the driver partners and dealing with the guys who installed it for us. And there's just so much, which is so different every single day. Mm, mm. It's, an ex- it's an exciting journey. Is Hubble in 
Uber X or it's in Uber X and Uber Black. Oh, and okay. there's even a couple in Uber Van. So if is you're going to party tonight, okay. you might find one. Party, there. party, party. Okay, good. We have to celebrate the good times as an entrepreneur, you know. Mm. No, no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's been part of our. You know, we've always we've celebrated the little milestone milestones along the way. So you know, make sure that you're having fun doing what you're doing. Yes, it's bloody hard work at times, and sometimes you're working 16 hour days, and you're up at four in the morning to get on a plane to come to Joburg and those type of things. But that that's the life of an entrepreneur. But mm. you've got to celebrate. You know, every Every little milestone you pass along the way, and you're getting closer and closer to you know to what success finally looks like. Let's talk about some of those milestones, though. So you obviously sat back, and there was a plan that you guys had developed. Um, often plans are, are on on course, or but they're just not always on time. How have you guys been able to do that? Let's talk about some of the milestones. So your first milestone, once you had developed the concept, was what? Well, we wanted to do, you launch in the car. So okay. our launch was May, June, July. Eventually, it was September, and then we launched in September. Obviously, tying in with uh, pre-selling the advertising to guys to know that you've got a sustainable business. You know, taking them on the journey with you. We had some great initial guys who who came on board with us. And and we thank them from the bottom of our hearts because we wouldn't have been able to do this without them. And you know, just making sure that, that you've got enough runway. You know, As an entrepreneur, that's always how much money is in the bank, how long can I go on and, until this takes off, until I've, you know, I've got enough revenue to cover all my costs going forward. And w- once you pass that stage, then you have a very big party. <laughs> are, you saying, are you saying that um, you have been funded by pre-sales? To uh, get to launch, uh, partially by pre-sales, and we did have some, in, you know, some investors. Oh, as no, well. absolutely. Uh, but uh, I love the idea that you are able to raise funds without proof of concept. Well, we sold or, our. Or what, we, how did you do it? Well, we sold our first um, advertisers with a, a very fancy PowerPoint presentation. And said, okay. this is what the system's going to look like. In effect, it looked a lot better at the end. But mm. yeah, that was basically. It. I mean, yeah, getting investment. Often you've got to sell the sizzle, you yeah. know, mm. and this business works for one word, and I thank them as well, and that's that's Uber. Uber's the wave. It's the future. It's what everyone's using. A lot of people, you know, didn't take um, this type of transport before and now using it all the time. You don't have to drink and drive anymore because you can get an Uber at the end of the night. It doesn't matter how drunk you are. You can still probably push that button on your phone and land up safely at home. Quotation well, you marks. Hope at home. <laughs> quotation marks. Hubble is a startup that hooked the well. I like that. I read that somewhere. Yeah, that was, you know, it was always, it was our long-term goal to do that. Oh, that was one of the things that happened sure. a lot quicker than we expected. Some things obviously have taken longer, you know, tying up you know, some long-term advertising contracts. Oh, that takes time. Mm. But guys have seen the, you know, what the system can do, seen how we've actually put the, the, the rider in charge of deciding what they want to interact with. We're not forcing advertising on them. If they don't want it, they can even hit the sleep button, switch the screen off and not be, not be disturbed either. We only want people who are interested in something to interact with that. And as a, as a brand or something, that's the person you want to speak to. And you've got them for longer than you would in just about any other environment because they're in that car for 20 minutes. They can't make a cup of tea. They can't go to the loo. They're there. If they're interested in your brand and you've got great content for them, they're going to engage with it. Mm. What are your plans for the future? So it's a uh, Joburg? Yeah, Cape so Town? Cape Town and Joburg. Our plan is to launch a lot more screens this year in those two markets. Yeah. And yeah, the pressure's already on to, to move to another market uh, internationally, possibly in other countries in Africa where we are, or obviously our first choice would be you know, other markets where there's lots of advertising money to be, to be spent. How, how do you make that decision, though? So uh, often it's attractive to chase the money. Often it is exciting to be able to go after that bottom line that has a couple more zeros on it, perhaps even. Uh, but how do you make that decision to then move into another market, even um, especially, let me rather say it that way, because it's so recent and so new? Mm. Uh, I mean, there's temptation there, isn't there? But is it worth the squeeze? Is it worth doing? 
Well, I mean, obviously, we, we, yeah, we want to grow as quickly as possible, sure. and sometimes it's all about about timing something correctly. Whether mm. you're a success or a failure, you could have so done true. just as much work as as the other person, and your timing was just wrong, and it's mm. not going to work. Doesn't matter how hard so you'd worked true. at it. So we believe we we're on a wave at the moment. People are seeing this, seeing how incredible it is. There's a, a a push for us, obviously, to grow. So it, it needs to it needs to know. As we're looking at, at where we should go next, you know, what are the wins that we can have there? How easy is the chance of success? How willing are Uber wanting to do it in that market as well? You know, obviously, can we get the funding if you want to go to a, a country where the currency is a little bit stronger than it is here? <laughs> so these are all the things that you play up and, and you've got to decide how thinly do we want to spread ourselves now? And then how do we work out if we want to, you know, do a rapid expansion? What are the things we need to do? How do we go and do that? Can we look at case studies from other entrepreneurs, guys like Airbnb and things like that? Uber themselves, how did they get mm. to, you know, 400 markets around the world in the space of a couple of years? Mm. So, Trying to understand what those guys did and, you know, keeping up to date, you know, reading what these guys do, being in touch with what other entrepreneurs are doing, you know, hopefully getting mentors who can help you as well, you know, to, to drive you to, to make those decisions correctly. And the, the beauty is there's no right or wrong answer. Mm. All you can do is make the best answer with the information you're given at a given time. And I know how much time we sat and we debated certain things. And then a month later, they became totally irrelevant. And you think, oh, there's three days of my life wasted. So yeah. But it's not. It's that's the. I feel the like thing. that we have. Sorry, sorry, Dave. Our future CEO's conversation was so passionate, and three down, it just didn't work, and we just have to move on from that. So that's such a an entrepreneurial kind of spiritual living. Yeah, that is it. You've got to, you've got to sit and you've got to, you know, use the information you've got, make the best decision based on the knowledge and, you know, the support that you're getting and go with it at that time and then know that three months down the line or three weeks down the line or sometimes three days down the line, it's going to change. And then you've got to go and, and adapt. If you set in your mindset, it's going to be like this, well, then don't waste your time. Without being, being flexible. Yeah, you've got to be able to, to, you've got to know where you want to get to, but you've got to be able to change, you know, the route to get there's going to change. Tell us. A little bit more about um, being specific about your audience. I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, as, as Gareth said, we're all over the place. We want to be everything to everyone. So tell us how you actually made that differentiation, not only just to have a relationship with Uber, but about the customers who, who, who are in the Uber experience. Yeah, so I mean, if you look at the, the Uber passenger, well, yeah. you have to have a smartphone to be in an Uber. Most of them still pay by credit card. So it's highlighting a specific passenger. And okay. obviously, we approach brands who would be interested in, in similar sort of passengers. And we've been asked to put these in guest houses and aeroplanes and things. And we're saying, we're doing it with Uber at the stage. That's all we're doing. Oh, really? the other ta- yeah, so it's, this is, this is the, the path that we want to go. You know, once we've got that sorted and down the line and we're in, no, a good few countries, then maybe we'll look at other opportunities. But but that is our I that is where off, we want to go. I asked off air, and I was kind of just dismissed. Come on, come on, Gary, come on! You <laughs> should know better. There's a focus here. Yeah, no. yeah. It's you can. It's very easy to get sidetracked. Very like, easy. Like, yeah. Tell us more, Dave. Yeah. So uh, is also now timing. When do we go to the next market? How much effort mm. do we have to put in ensuring the growth in South Africa mm. versus you know looking to the next thing? And it's as I say, there's no right answer. It's trying to time that correctly. That we're pretty sure there's enough people now that have been trained in South Africa to keep driving this forward. If we move on on and, and look at doing it in another market. But making sure that, that we get that at the right time because it takes time, energy, and effort. You've got to go and research those other markets. We've got to make sure we're putting the right product in, the right sort of pricing for that market, making sure there's a demand for it, checking the number of trips that the Uber guys do in those markets just to make sure that the, that the model is viable there as well because obviously, you know, different markets are different. We're from South Africa. You know, we all grew up in Cape Town, Joburg, Durban, whatever. We, we know what's going on here, and, and that's mm. quite easy. To go and do that for another market is going to take – 
you know, a different skill set, getting other people involved, you know, spending time there and, and doing that research properly. So I want to I want to just find out what kind of entrepreneur you are, and it's come, it comes in the form of this question: Are you building Hubble to to grow it for fifteen years, or are you building it to exit after five? Oh, I wish I knew the answer to that question. <laughs> it, it, it's a tough question to answer. So, yeah, I mean, we want to grow it as as quickly as possible because, obviously, you know, worrying about competitors coming in and those sort of things. Mm. But we believe, I mean, what's the fu- the future's driverless cars? Mm. Everyone's going to want to be entertained in the car. You don't have to look at the road anymore because that's no longer your responsibility. So. I mean, that's what we see the the future being, and we would love to be providing entertainment in those cars in the future. That's the long-term play. Mm, okay, very interesting. I, I, I like the fact that there is a long-term play. It's not just a, a case of in and out, quick, easy, in and out. Libby? Richard Branson, and I love and I quoted it today, it's about sometimes having the ethos of screw it, let's just do it. You're taking a calculated risk, but but without being reckless. Would that kind of define Hubble for us? Yes, very much in that way. We always thought like, well, everyone said to us, what if Uber don't want this or whatever? So we'll, yeah. we'll do it with the Uber partners. They own the cars, you know, and we can do it with them if we have to. Obviously, that's way better doing it with yeah. them, but we, we went and did this before we had any agreement with Uber whatsoever. I, final thoughts. <laughs> I, I think it is final, almost final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, let's go back. Advice. I, I, exactly. I love I th- advice. I think what we must do here is we must just. Uh, You've had a long journey, so this is this is just one part of of a long journey that has helped you develop and become the person that has created or co-founded Hubble. Mm. Go back in time to the younger you, the twenty-year-old you, and knowing what you know now, give that twenty-year-old you some advice on the journey that you you've been on, but this this Hubble journey that you you're on at currently. Yeah, so I mean, I started out, went to university, got a job in the in the corporate world. Do as many things as you can mm-hmm. when you can at that stage. Don't just do your job. If you do your job, you know, that's 90% of people. But oh, go out there and be the one willing to do something extra and to learn something extra. It might not help you in that job, but it might be what gets you your next job, or it might be something you remember when you launch your own business 20 years later. I think that's the best one I've heard in a long time. We haven't heard that ever. Uh, I, I think, think that's the best advice. Nice. No, that's the best uh, reflection of going back. For me, my question is, David, I'm a startup. Um, it's a good idea. Um, I, I, I've got a little bit of funding. What would be my next step through your experience? So make sure there's a demand for what you're doing. If, if you don't have that, it doesn't matter how hard you work or what you do. Make sure you've done your homework on the product, you know, seen the marketplace, understand that fully because, yeah, you can have a great thing, great ideas, lots of money, lots of idea, lots of other support and things like that. But if customers don't want what you've got to offer them, doesn't matter what you do. Good, 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 solid advice all around here. David Tates, co-founder of Hubble, thank you for being in studio with us. Um, and we're excited to watch the, the, the growth and development over the next three months, six months, year, and then we'll see what happens when these driverless cars come in. Thank you for being in studio. Thank you very much for having me. All Good right, pleasure. guys. All the best. Up next, we are going to be talking to the CEO of a family-run business, Daddy Spices. It's a, a, another interesting journey. Um, we will catch you right after this. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com.